Hey guys, this is Sean Williams of the Sean Williams Podcast Network, host of Variety Bites and The Shark Attack. I hope you've been enjoying what I've been bringing you on on this podcast. Did you know you could actually get paid for listening to this podcast and others? Yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but it's true, thanks to a new free app that I've discovered called PodCoin. And here's how it works. You listen to podcasts, you and you earn PodCoin while you listen. And you can use that for gift cards like for Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you're just a charitable person, you can actually have that go to charity. So here's what you do. You download the app right now on iPhone or Android. And thanks to you guys, my growing audience I, and loyal audience, I have a special code for you. Simply use the code Williams and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. So once again, just when you install the app, make sure you use the code Williams to get your 300 PodCoin, and I swear it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Welcome to, uh, I I'm gonna guess I'm gonna call this an independent point of view, since, you know, I've been saying I've been gonna do this show for months, and I've never done it due to the simple fact that I couldn't find a guest. Well, today, that changes. Well, well you're gonna ask, JP, do you have a guest? I don't have a guest. However, what I do have is an experience that I did this past Friday. Um, myself and my girlfriend, we went to Northeast Wrestling at the Mid-Hudson, Mid-Hudson uh, Civic Center in Poughkeepsie, New York. So, I'm going to be talking about that a lot today. But also, since, you know, I haven't been on my main show, The Shark Attack, in two weeks, I do want to give my thoughts on NXT TakeOver Toronto, as well as SummerSlam. So, stand back, take a seat, get a nice non-adult, non-alcoholic beverage, unless you like to have an adult uh, an adult beverage, um, whenever, which is fine. But, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna talk about... TakeOver, and SummerSlam. So, I'll be right back. And welcome back to an independent point of view. You know who I am. So, last weekend, NXT had their normal TakeOver event to coincide with any of the big four pay-per-views. And, in my opinion, there was not a bad match on the card. Like... Obviously, I'm not Dave Metzler. By the way, fuck Dave Metzler. But I personally, in my, like I said, this is my opinion. I thought every match was at least a four-star match. To, let's start with the opener. Uh, it was... Fuck. It's been a long weekend, people. Um, Street Profits versus Undisputed Era. Tag title rematch. 
I gave that match four and a half stars. I thought that was a hot opener. And job well done by all four men. After that, you go to Io Shirai versus Candlestick Ray. That was another amazing match. I gave that one four and three quarter stars. Like, that's how good I thought that match was. From that, you go to the triple threat for the North American title match. I gave the Velveteen Dream, Dream's entrance five stars alone because you brought up the Mountie. Like, the Mountie was one of my favorite WWF superstars. Uh, the Mountie. I'm handsome. I'm brave. I'm sure. Like, when I heard that song, I popped. Like, I was like, oh my god, that's a fucking amazing. But, I like the end of the match. People are saying it's the cheap way to go. Because Roddy hit the end of Heartache undone just for Dream to come in hit the Purple Rainmaker on Roddy, who then got knocked off for Dream to pin Pete Dunn. Eh, see where that goes. Maybe we'll get a one-on-one match between uh, Pete Dunn, not Pete Dunn, uh, Roddy and Velveteen Dream for TakeOver War Games 3. See what happens, uh, unless you're going to do like what they did last year and have the one team, the Undisputed Era, on one side of the cage and then like make up a team of superstars for the other side. But see what happens. We, we still got three months before that. Oh, excuse me. Now, the match that I liked the least out of... All, the whole show was Shayna Baszler versus me and him. Now, and I gave that one a four, four stars. Now, I gave it only four stars because I thought Mia was going to win. Like, I truly thought Mia Yim, it was. I truly thought it was her time. I thought Shayna was on her way up. But, nah. Freaking Shayna Baszler has to win again. Like, she's obviously the longest reigning, well, not longest, second longest reigning women's champion in NXT history. Obviously, I don't think anybody's touching Asuka's 500 in however many days it was. But it'll be interesting to see who challenges Shayna next, because truthfully, I think she's beaten everybody in NXT. Maybe it's time to go across the pond, you know? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But, main event, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole 3, three stages of hell, street, um, regular match, street fight, and then, come to find out, that William Regal decided that he wanted to see everybody die for the third fall, and have a barbed wire weapons field cage. And, hot damn did that match deliver. I... Like, I'm sitting here watching, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is insane. Like, I truly thought there was times in the cage match that people were actually going to die. <laughs> but, Adam Cole won. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens now. Does Johnny Gargano get called up? Does Johnny Gargano stay down? And just my I'm just going to be curious... See, like, who's the next challenger for Adam Cole? Because he's, like, 
Could we maybe see a Damian Priest step up? I know Jordan Miles won the breakout tournament or whatever it was called. The top pro uh, no top prospect is Ring of Honor. Whatever the tournament was just called. I know Jordan Miles, ACH, he won. He beat Cameron Grimes, a.k.a. Trevor Lee, in the finals. Like, I thought that was a well-done tournament. I'd like to see that again with the new... Um, maybe the next time you get, a, like, a big batch of super talented NXT guys. See what happens. But, next day, SummerSlam. Now... I thought SummerSlam was okay. I didn't think SummerSlam was, like, over-the-top amazing. Like, I can't sit here and say, like, there was, like, a standout match, really. Like, Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair, I thought was an amazing match. And that's Trish... Now, Trish, you said 13 years ago when you were in Toronto that that was going to be your retirement match. Now, obviously, you're now a little older, and you're saying it's your final match now, which you have every right to. Like, seven-time women's champion, one of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time, you earned that right to to say, I'm done. But I hope this time you are done, because no, no need to come back. Like, Charlotte Flair and the women of now... They have it covered for you. They're taking, they're making sure the legacy that you and Lita made is intact. But Seth Rollins wins the Universal Title back from uh, Broccoli Lesnar, and I thought that was a good match. And I've said this: if you put Brock Lesnar in a situation where he actually has to wrestle, he's a damn good wrestler. Like. Now, what we saw back at WrestleMania, that wasn't a wrestling match. That was, like, four German suplexes, a nut shot, and three curb stomps. Like, that wasn't a match. Yes, I was at Mania. I was happy that Seth won. But I'm like, I wanted to see, like, an actual wrestling match. And I got it at SummerSlam. And that was a damn good match. Was it... Better than Trish versus Charlotte? Eh, maybe. But, hands down, like, those were the two best matches of the night. Trish versus Charlotte and. Ah, uh, blah. Seth versus Brock. You, you think I'd write notes, but I don't. Like, I'm recording this Sunday afternoon. So, it's just like, uh. But I will be right back. Gonna take a short little break again. And when I come back, I'm gonna talk about the experience that myself and my girlfriend had going to Northeast Wrestling this past Friday. So I'll be right back. And we are back. So this past Friday, myself and my girlfriend decided to make the trip up to Poughkeepsie, New York for Northeast Wrestling's Prison Break, which is being headlined by John Moxley, a.k.a. WWE Dean Ambrose, taking on Pentagon Jr., Penta El Zero Mero, Pentagon Dark, 
the names go on and on. For starters, for me personally, between train and being in my girlfriend's car, it was a 254-mile round trip. I live in Asbury Park, well, I live the town over from Asbury Park, New Jersey, which is Central Jersey, Jersey Shore, whatever you want to call it. But, like, it was a hike. Like, I was on the train for an hour, and then in the car for another hour and a half. We did stop at a nice diner on our way up there. It was very good. Um, the wait staff was very nice. The entire staff was all very nice. But that, you're not here to hear about my experience at the diner in in Nuremberg, New York. Um, you're here to hear about the show. So, for starters, for starters, special thanks to my friends. Uh, Jess and Kevin, who basically let us cut in the line <laughs> right next to them. So we got in like, we were like one of the first ones in there. So, if you've ever been to the Mid-Hudson Pacific Center, now this was the first time for me. Like, it's a good size building. They had the meet and greet split onto two sides. And, for st- and that's the first thing. The second thing is... The meet and greet was two hours long. No, I'm sorry, not two hours long. Three hours long. So, on the left side of the building, you had John Moxley, who was the main guest. He was at the end. Uh, Renee Young. Some NAW guys. JT Dunn. Private Party. Brian Pillman Jr., and Dustin Rhodes. On the other side, you had Funaki, you had Jerry the King Lawler, you had David Arquette, some more NEW guys, and you had Enzo and Cass, or en- or Enzo and Big Cass XL. How I like I'm trying. I'm just gonna call them Enzo and Cass because that's how I really know them. So, my girlfriend she wanted to meet Moxley again. So I'm like, you go have fun with that. Me, I I wanted to meet Enzo and Cass again, and they were cool as fuck. Like they actually remembered me from when. I saw them in N- when they were in, still in NXT. When NXT was in, when the NXT came to Asbury Park in 2016. So I thought that was cool as fuck. Um, who else did I meet? I met, I met them. I met Renee Young. She was very nice. Brian Pillman Jr. Um, obviously the son of the late Brian Pillman. He was fucking. He was fucking cool as hell. That's the second time I actually got to talk to him. Uh, Private Party, who I've been watching wrestle for four years, and I had to meet Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes has always been one of my favorites. Whether he was the natural Dustin Rhodes, whether he was Gold Dust, whether he was Black Rain, like 
I had to meet him, and the way he had his face paint set for that night, half of the red, the red and black that he did for Double or Nothing, and then the other half was gold dust. I like, yes, I'm going to spend my money <laughs> and meet him. Like that was by far the best money I spent that night. But not only that. The matches were all good as hell, too. Like, you started off with a... A three-team... A triple threat tag team match... Between AEW-bound Private Party... AEW-bound... Uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus... And a Northeast Wrestling team... Insanely Rude. Now... I wasn't familiar with them... But... Match was... The entire match was... Amazing, Private Party won. At the after the match, Private Party, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus all danced. Also, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus were at the meet and greet as well. So sorry, guys. <laughs> you go from that to a. I don't know if I'm doing the the matches in the right order, especially right around here. You had Penelope Ford take on. Tasha Steele, like I'm trying to remember the remember the names off the top of my head. I know Penelope won after uh, Lethal Injection, the handspring cutter. Good match. I would like to have seen it gone longer, but I cannot always get what you want, you know. You go from that to Mike Verna, Wrestling's Man of Steel, taking on Wrecking Ball. I'm just going to call him the Wrecking Ball because I don't remember his last name. And I don't want to disrespect the man. Good match. Wrecking Ball won. But I, w I would like to have seen Vernal won. Because I think he was the better wrestler. But I can't... Com like, who am I to, to complain? Alright, so there's those three. God, I I'm pulling up the matches. I'm trying to remember all this off the top of my head. Here we go, Northeast Wrestling Prison Break. Thank you, Facebook. All right. Discussion. Let's show me the matches. Not you know that. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, Teddy Long was there as well. Um. I'm trying to find everything here. Uh, okay, also, we had... Uh, I can't believe I forgot about this match. Uh, Kaz, who did not come out with Enzo. Um, he took on... Thrill Ride. Um, he had Jarrett Silverclate and Ron Zombie with him. Kaz, since everything happened at the end of last year, um, with the seizure, he has he looks like a million bucks now. He looks amazing, and he got the win, big win. So 
so we also had a Northeast Wrestling Tag Title match. Jerry, champions Jerry Lawler, yes, that Jerry Lawler, <laughs> and Keith Youngblood um, took on King Brian, whoever he is. He, I'm guessing he's a Northeast guy. And a mystery partner. Mystery partner wound up being David Arquette. And I cannot believe I could say in 2019 I watched the David Arquette match. But I did. Uh, Lawler and Youngblood retained. King Brian turned on Arquette after the match. Um, uh, Northeast Wrestling Championship. Darby Allen, Hale Collins. Uh, no DQ match. Darby won. Hale got hurt in the match, which makes me believe that's why they had the quick ending. But after the match, not cool thing. Now, Darby Allen is straight edge. After the match, a fan, a dumb fucking fan, threw a beer can at Darby Allen. You don't do that. For starters, you don't throw anything at a wrestler. Let alone you don't let you don't throw a beer can at a straight edge fucking wrestler. The straight edge human being, I should say. Like, if I was Darby Allen, I would have jumped the barrier and kicked your fucking ass. But that's just me. Now, Enzo had his first match in almost in over a year. He took on Brian Pillman Jr. Now, this was not the same Enzo that you all remember seeing on TV. At the pre-show, he was cool as fuck. But once he came out, he came out to no music. He was not doing his normal microphone gimmick. My name is Enzo Amor. Like, he did not do that. He came out with this look on his face that he's going to kill somebody. And him and Brian Pillman Jr. put on an excellent match. Enzo won. The crowd booed the entire time. Like, I, I didn't boo because I thought I thought it was a good match. Just trying to see if there's anything else I'm missing. Uh da, da, da. So JT Dunn was supposed to face Ray Phoenix at the show. Something happened. Ray Phoenix couldn't attend. So they had said that a replacement was on his way. Who did who did comes out? But the current Ring of Honor World Champion Matt Taven. Huge pop. He was a Northeast guy. Northeast wrestling guy. So. Awesome seeing him there. I've always been a fan of his. Getting to actually see him wrestle. Was pretty fucking awesome. And dear major wrestling companies. Signed JT Dunn already. Like how this man has not been signed yet. Is beyond me. But. 
match got turned into a Ring of Honor World Title match. So, successful defense by the champ. And, yeah. Signed JT fucking done. <laughs> so, main event. John Moxley. Pentagon Jr. These guys literally went all across the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. They went up one row, down another row. They went up one row. And they happened to be in the row that I was sitting in. Penta takes a fan's beer and hits Mo- John Moxley with it. And in turn, I wear beer. Don't get me wrong. I love an adult beverage, but I like to drink it, not wear it. But match literally went all over the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. The end came when Moxley was able to successfully get the mask off Pentagon Jr. And then hit him with the Paradigm Shift. One, two, three. John Moxley wins. Pentagon Jr. gets on the mic after the match. And in perfect English. Well, not perfect English. Very broken English. Says, I want a rematch. And I will see you in AEW. Motherfucker. He, they, they loved saying... The two of them just love saying motherfucker. Like, I was like, yeah, this is fucking great. <laughs> but, Moxie got on the crowd, on the microphone, um, said, I will we'll do this again, motherfucker. And that was that. It was, it was a fun show. There was no intermission, which I liked personally. Let's let just go right through. Yeah, a solid card from start to end. The crowd was into it. That was one of the more hot independent wrestling crowds I've ever been a part of. And I've been a part of some insane crowds. But, in the end, was it worth the 254 mile round trip? Absolutely. It was worth every second it was worth the getting no sleep. It was worth going to a diner at 1 a.m. with friends because, <laughs> because we were hungry. But would I do the trip again? I would. If there's somebody there that I really want to meet, like the trip's worth it. And like the, just driving up there, the scenery was beautiful. Like, I couldn't go wrong. But, that's going to be it for this episode of An Independent Point of View. Follow me on all my social media platforms, which is at JPMayor80. That's where uh, my uh, Twitter and my Instagram are. Listen to all the shows on the Sean Williams Podcast Network. Obviously, I will be making my return to the Shark Attack this week with with my brother-in-arms, Mr. Sean Williams. Listen to, also, listen to Variety Bites. He, Sean busts his butt to do that show, and I get what it's like to do a solo show. Like, this is actually the first time I'm ever doing a solo show longer than, like, five minutes. But, it's hard. I, I get it. But, it's a good show. I, I do listen from time to time. I don't listen all the time. But, Sean, I miss you, buddy. I'm coming back this week. But, 
Uh, oh, excuse me. That was my lunch talking. But thank you all for listening. And I will see you all soon. Take care. Hey, guys. This is Sean Williams, the host of The Shark Attack and Variety Bites and the owner of the Sean Williams Podcast Network. I'm hoping you guys are loving what you hear. As always, if you enjoy what you're hearing from the show, make sure that you can make sure that if you feel like it, you donate to help keep this revolution going. Just there's no real set amount, no minimum, no maximum, just whatever you feel like donating to help keep the show going. And I wanted to take this opportunity to also mention that this show also now has a voice message system. So you can actually leave voice messages for th- with your comments, your questions, anything that you want me to cover on either the Shark Attack or on Variety Bites. If you want to leave your thoughts or questions about wrestling, make sure that you mention that, that it's for the attack. And if you got something that you want me to talk about in sports or in entertainment, make sure you mention that it's for Variety Bites. And I promise the link for the voice message will be provided in the episode description at the end end of this show. So guys, make sure make sure you donate if you like what you hear. And of course, make your voice heard and leave your some leave your voice message on on this show. And because I guarantee you it will make it a good one, make it count, because I will also have it played on the air. So Make your voices heard, people, and help keep this revolution going.